This week's episode of Proper English is brought to you by the pronunciation of contractions and the idiom, Bob's your uncle. Hello, I'm Alison. And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which as you know is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know how to shorten it will. If you get stuck knowing how to pronounce W-E apostrophe R-E. If you're puzzled by when to and when not to use contractions. Then proper English is just the thing for you. Now, in case you were wondering... A contraction is a shortened version of a pair of words. Mm -hmm. And we've noticed that sometimes in our lessons with um, students on italki, when they read aloud, they often avoid the contractions and just read them as if they were the words in full. And the reason for this is because they're not confident with the pronunciation. So, before we look at individual pronunciations, a couple of things to note. Mm -hmm. You're unlikely to finish a sentence with a positive contraction. You can say... It is what it is. But you can't say, it is what it's. Oh, no, that just sounds weird. No, it's wrong. But you can end with a negative contraction. So I can say something like, you should eat the last biscuit so that I can't. (laughs) Never going to (laughs) happen. We use contractions a lot in everyday English, so they're really useful if you want to improve your fluency. They're not to be used in formal written English, though and they use more sparingly informal spoken English. Yeah, yeah, a great many of them are fine in formal situations these days, but we will look at the odd exception. Why don't we do these in verb groups? OK, let's start with to be mm-hmm. or not to be. <laughs> That's the question. It is, but not our question. <laughs> That's Shakespeare's question. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am becomes I'm. Every podcast we introduce ourselves with, I'm Alison. And I'm, I'm Dave. <laughs> and you are becomes your. You're the one that I want from the musical Greece. Uh-huh. Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. There you go. And the pronunciation is the same as your, as in, I want to hold your hand. The Beatles, obviously. Uh-huh. Do you know, an alarming number of native English speakers make a mess of these when they're writing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. Yeah. OK, so next one. He is becomes he's. He ain't heavy, he's my brother. Ah, yeah, the Hollies. I sang that in another one. Another in another epi- episode? Yeah, oh, I Okay, did. Oh. okay. Ah, ain't. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. Yes, yes we will. She is becomes she's. Uh, she's Lost Control by Joy Division, one yeah. of my favourite songs. Are we yeah. going to be able to keep this song lyrics thing up, do you think, Dave? Oh, I don't know, <laughs> but we should definitely try, though. <laughs> okay, then, right. So, it is becomes it's. Don't dream it's over. Crowded house. Mm-hmm. And that's another one that native English speakers get wrong far too often. Yeah, yeah. We are becomes were. We're on a road to nowhere. We say that slightly differently. Oh, yes. Yeah, just say the name of the, the name of the band. Talking Heads. Talking Heads. Yeah, you say... Were. And I say we're. So that's our north and south thing. I ah, think. Slightly yeah. differently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eugene and Artem are going to like that. <laughs> OK. They are becomes there. They're playing our song. Yeah, that's a song from the 1940s. I don't know who did that. No, we don't know it. Uh, that is becomes that. 
That's the way I like it. Uh-huh. Covered by Dead and Alive. Can't remember the original. I think it was covered by Dead or Alive. Okay, right. Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on. Finally, here is becomes here's. Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Ah, Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, from The Graduate. Okay. Dustin Hoffman. When you're practising saying these, mm-hmm. these contractions, don't do it in isolation. Say them as part of a phrase or a sentence. Use the examples we've given you if you like, or you can make your own up. Mm. But remember, they do sound quite odd out of context. Yeah, I think that's why people have trouble with them. So, yeah, learn them as a phrase. Practice them as a phrase. So, ain't. Mm. Ain't is a contraction that can mean is not, are not, or am not. Instead of ain't, we can use the contractions isn't, or aren't, or I'm not. Those three are quite acceptable and can be used in any situation, but ain't is definitely informal. Yeah, you're unlikely to impress your potential employer if you use ain't in the interview. So, are there any other times when we avoid contractions, Dave? Well, when we want to emphasise something. I do not like beetroot. Mm. And it's true, I don't. And saying it like that really emphasises my dislike. I do not like beetroot. (laughs) Or maybe, I will pass my driving test sounds more determined than I'll pass my driving test. Yeah, it's all about the emphasis, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's have some examples using will. Hmm, okay. You will becomes you'll. I wonder what you'll get me for Christmas. Ah, mm, he will becomes he'll. He'll get me something nice, I'm sure. Ah, yeah, and she will becomes she'll. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Ah, Back to the songs again. The musical one again. Oh, yeah. and actually a good point here to pause and just mention the importance of the apostrophe. Oh, yeah, because he'll becomes hell without the apostrophe. Yeah, and she'll becomes shell without the apostrophe. So That's it makes true. a huge difference to the meaning and the way that we say it. It so, does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, onwards. Um, it will becomes it'll. It'll be all right on the night. Oh, yeah. That will becomes that'll. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do, pig. Ah. Yeah, from the film Babe. Yeah, and the T changes sometimes to a bit of a D, that'll. That'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, sometimes... Yeah almost goes like the glottal sound sort of that'll 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 that'll, that'll oh that'll do do. yeah that'll do yeah Yeah. Ah. interesting one that um and finally we will becomes will we'll always be together oh and now we're back at greece yep the musical not the country Uh (laughs) and now it's time for idiom of the week the expression bob's your uncle can also be followed by, and Fanny's your aunt. It means, ta-da, success, simple, there you have it. Yeah, not sure how to make an omelette? Break the egg into a bowl, whisk it, pour it into a hot frying pan, cook on both sides, and Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. It's such a commonly used expression that people mess around with it, don't they, Dave? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I like to say, Bob's your father's brother, or Bob's your auntie's living lover. 
<laughs> but who's Bob? Well, it's just an expression, so it really doesn't matter. Oh. And etymologists don't have a definitive answer for the origins of this one. Oh. Although it seems to have been around since the 1930s. Okay. The most favoured origin seems to be from British politics. Oh, yeah. Lord Salisbury was the British Prime Minister at the turn of the 20th century. His okay. full name was Robert Arthur Talbot Gascoigne Cecil. Oh, quite a lot of names there. Mm. And Bob is a shortening, an abbreviation of the name Robert. Yeah. So is this related to him appointing his nephew, Arthur Balfour, to influential positions in the years before he became PM, I wonder? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it's generally believed that Balfour would not have been successful without his uncle's help. Oh, well, Bob's your uncle. So, having Bob as your uncle in this situation made life easy. Mm. Another theory, and I've got to say I favour this one, is that it comes from an old song, mm -hmm. popular in mm -hmm. the 1930s, I believe. Mm -hmm. The phrase is part of the lyrics of Follow Your Uncle Bob, written by John P. Long. Bob's your uncle, follow your uncle Bob, he knows what to do, he'll look after you. Mm. <laughs> there you go. That's the one that I fancy. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I can't see it being anything to do with politics, really. Well, and also, from what I've read on the internet, um, the, 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 the whole political reference is too early, actually. It's about 20 years before this became popular as a saying. So, yeah, yeah it seems unlikely, time-wise. Follow your Uncle Bob seems seems more appropriate. Yeah, follow your Uncle Bob. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. Please tell everyone you know about us. Your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And don't forget to like this episode. And leave us a nice review. And subscribe to us on Podbean. Or Apple Podcasts. Or your favourite podcast app, so you never miss an episode. Or you can email us at properenglish. Or one word. At sapo.pt if you have any suggestions for future podcasts. And of course you can join us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, where we frequently answer questions that you have about English grammar. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to... Proper English! I do not like beetroot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And that's the sound of our cat trying to get in through the cat flap. Because right. it's far too difficult for her. <laughs> pause. Well, she's using a pause.